That's right, another special edition of Adam vs. the Man coming to you from Friday Harbor, Washington, San Juan Island. <sighs> Heavy topic today, uh, but we got a fun comment contest to start with. And I, I gotta I gotta say, uh, if you if you didn't notice, uh we're not on YouTube. Yeah. Banned on YouTube again for medical misinformation. And we are at a unique time where uh, oh, telling the truth can get you in a lot of trouble. Where censorship really is is rampant in a new way, and it, it it makes you wonder. You know, I was just thinking, well, if they say no, we we really don't want you to question the narrative on this. It's for your own safety. Like, well, what's what's the alternative? It's like, hi, we're we're honest officials, and we believe in freedom of speech and we believe in open challenges we believe in being able to ask questions we believe in uh, a collaborative effort in figuring out what the right way forward for society is and we respect your individual right to figure that out for yourself without having anything forced on you as opposed to oh, well this narrative of uh, this covid story this 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 mythology this is so important this is so important it's for your health that we have to censor Everybody who questions this narrative, we can't possibly let anybody say anything that goes against the official line. Uh, so, yeah, no, uh, no super chats today. Uh, we do have a comment contest, though. Are they spying on you and why? Wrong answers only. Looking at Twitch here, I don't know where people are watching the show today. If you're on Facebook, uh, Periscope and Twitch, I think that's where we're broadcasting uh if if they're still letting us uh yeah i i've been on twitter a little too much lately and i want to say like it's 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 so great that twitter at least allows for this this conversation uh but in a way even twitter is kind of controlled opposition in the sense that or or uh, excuse me a function to control opposition because they i mean they kicked off donald trump <laughs> like uh, there's the I, and there have been uh, about a dozen you know prominent libertarians uh, I believe from from some of the earlier purges that have been permanently banned on Twitter uh, a, a handful more of high profile conservatives as well and it 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 feels gross now I mean I want to talk to people and on Twitter all right Chris Gannon is on Facebook Odyssey Adam check it out it's a free market all to YouTube Mises Institute is using yeah but we can't stream theirs from from what I understand uh it's not fully functional Joey has a comment on this Joey Lee uh no um we'll get uh <laughs> we'll get to Joey after we get to our producer notes and hear her take on Odyssey because as Adam versus the man CEO she has been supervising distribution Lindsay Thomas I see back Adam haven't seen in a while I was the community in Arizona I haven't seen you in a while. But yeah, we get that one a lot too. Uh, I've been right here on Adam vs. the Man, Monday to Friday, 8 to 10 a.m., five days a week, pretty consistently for the last year and a half now uh, as, as, as our latest version of the production. Of course, doing different versions leading up to that, couple breaks in between. YouTube channel, quarter million subs, gets 50 live viewers when we go live. 
Yeah. Mm, uh, mm -hmm. Sure. So, are these spying on you and why? Wrong answers only. Okay, we'll accept some right answers in there too. I'm sure they'll get up on screen. Uh, but of course, we're here to talk about Pegasus today. We got this story uh, starting uh, yesterday and late Sunday. I do. At least I started hearing about this. And we didn't do it yesterday because there was so much urgent COVID news. But today we're going to get deep into Pegasus. We've got uh, a bunch of stories pulled up about that, a few other random ones, and some useful stuff about how, I want to say how to avoid spying. But that's, that's, not, that's not really possible, is it? <laughs> hey, sub-comment contest, how, how to avoid being spied on by governments. Uh, Hmm. Crawl into a hole and die. <laughs> is that is that the only alter is that is that the only way to have privacy? Uh, I mean, you can't have privacy when you have any digital device around. One of the stories we've got today: Google admits employees listen to conversations recorded by Google Assistant even without a user's "Hey Google" trigger. Huh. Isn't that nice? Uh, I mean, you can you can have like visual privacy still in a confined space, right? Uh, you can't outside anymore. Retribution on Twitch. That's not possible unless we destroy the grid and send ourselves back to the Stone Age. No, 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 no. We could also get rid of coercive centralized governments as we know them and have nothing but voluntary localized community governments that wouldn't really be capable of spying on anyone. Like that's there's there, there is an alternative. We don't. I'm not. I'm no anarcho primitivist. Uh. We also got a great guest today, Michael Cargill, gun activist from Texas, is going to be with us. Um, and finally, last half hour of the show, and I want to open this up to everybody. Uh, we're going to take calls. We haven't done this in a while uh, because we've had technical issues. Uh, people have been afraid to call in with the link. We're going to post it. I mean, might as well post it now. Well, no, no, no. We're going to wait. After the Michael Cargill interview, which will be from hour, hour and a half into the show, we will uh, we'll be taking calls. And the, one of the reasons I'm doing this I know this sounds kind of silly and, and responsive, but uh, Twitter trolls. I, I was, I guess I just, this is, this is like I'm letting the people, I'm letting Twitter pollute my brain recently. I mean, maybe it's because maybe I'm not with Joey uh, in person. Uh, she, she seems to occupy or demand a lot of positive attention. Uh, whereas when she's not here in my presence, I have to connect with her from my phone. And then I'm connecting to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm, I'm it's, I, I, I'm, I'm sensitive to this now having, having affected me, you know, and I got to be honest, since, uh, since John McAfee was murdered, uh, I, I've been, uh, and then the FBI visit my home, uh, I've, I've been a little more anxious. Because I don't want to die. I don't want to die like John McAfee. I, I mean, I, I don't want to get arrested for tax charges and then commit suicide in a jail cell. Uh, and, and they could, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not particularly afraid of that methodology. Because they could kill me in a bunch of different ways if they felt like I was a threat, right? Huh. For those of you who don't know John McAfee, tech mogul, libertarian activist, and my running mate 
in the 2020 presidential election was murdered in a Spanish jail cell a couple of weeks ago. And uh, the Spanish government seems to have been enlisted in covering this up as a suicide. Although I don't think, uh, I, I, I don't think they're behind it. Uh, it, would, it would be more forces within the United States government who would have an interest in this. Uh, but having been on Twitter uh, a lot over the last 48, 72 hours since I started traveling without Joey, <laughs> uh, I've run into a lot of bots. Uh, and it's weird to see them in my and I'm, and I'm like, I, I enjoy Twitter as a way of interacting with people. Uh, I don't consider it a worthwhile tool of broadcast it's it, I, i'm definitely shadow banned on on twitter um you can see that even though i've got 50 something thousand followers uh if, if i don't get organic retweets uh a lot of my stuff just doesn't get any play but when i'm when i'm when i rev it up when i'm active posting over like two or three days uh and and, and i i, I Maybe I mean maybe I should stop interacting with people, but I, I, on Twitter because it's a polluted conversation, and I hate that. You know, I I hate to think that uh, I might be dealing with one asshole who works for the NSA running a dozen sock puppet accounts that all have like you know ten to fifteen followers, and yeah, I mean you you, you just if you look up my at mentions on on Twitter, uh, you'll see that a a. a Almost all the negative comments are from really shady-looking accounts, and I—I I, I mean, one of my favorite. Now, there's one that has a lot of followers that that was trolling me recently. Um, Enzo Edmonton at Enzo Edmonton on Twitter, uh, about five thousand followers. Green guy says he's Antifa cyber warrior or something like that on his profile page, and uh, oh, I, I posted the, you know the picture of me with my shirt off, my my arms up. And the caption was, government says this man is obese and you should take the COVID vaccine. And then I, I put in my little BMI chart, body mass index, and being 5'10", 210 pounds, I've lost a little weight since then. I'm, I'm, I'm getting lean. It's working. I don't know if that's messing me up because I'm on like, it, it, it feels like a near starvation diet. And it feels good in some ways, but it's also like, whoa, it's kind of intense. Um, I'm, I'm sort of working my up my way up to eating uh, one vegan meal a day, uh, one big salad in the evening. Although I got to say right now, I'm like, oh, I'm looking really lean. I'm looking pretty cut. I'm, I'm down about, I lost like too much weight, like uh, over 10 pounds in, in a month. I don't know. Maybe that's not too much. It's, it's mostly fat. Uh, anyway, when that picture was taken, um, you know, my BMI, it said 5'10", 210 pounds. And by that measure, I'm obese. At this weight, I'm just overweight. But my body mass index, five foot ten, two hundred ten pounds. You can put this into any government body mass index calculator. That makes me obese. And Enzo commit commented on that post. There's no way this guy is uh, five ten, two ten. Uh, nice try though. And I I just replied, uh, he is. It's me. <laughs> and we had to do a little bit of back and forth. And then I I, I asked him to interview. Uh, to do, or to do an interview on, on the show, or, or to just call in as a you know as a friendly caller, and and then he disappeared. And by the way, guy doesn't have doesn't have a face. 
<laughs> on his Twitter profile. That's another very, very suspect thing about these. Although even if they have faces, that would not explain it because these kinds of fake accounts online, uh, sock puppet accounts that the DOD runs uh, in the name of fighting terrorism, of course. I'm not making this up. There have been procure procurement requests from the Department of Defense for sock puppet software. You know, sock puppet. It's, it's so that one person can control from one computer many multiple accounts. And the technology for that is getting better. I mean, it's just a matter of coding. You know, they, they, they have uh, all the money they can print, <laughs> right, or digitally spring into existence. They can afford, uh, you know, propagandists to work the interwebs for them. And so, like, this guy, Enzo, no face, the green guy, video game character avatar. Um, funny thing is, it's like this, you know, kind of muscular, and it's like, but he's still smaller than me. <laughs> Uh, but I, as soon as I asked Enzo uh, or pushed him on this, be like, you're anonymous well, you know, on Twitter, and that's fine, but do you want to step into the real world and, and like show your face on Adam versus the man? And, uh, and then he, he muted me and, and then blocked me. And then, uh, you know, there's, a, there's been a, a, a slew of accounts, you know, much smaller follower account. Although, again, this doesn't really mean anything because they could create, I mean, you could, you could just sit there and create. 5,000 fake accounts uh, from an NSA desktop computer and then have them all follow one guy. And he's your, he's your Antifa cyber warrior. And he, he's, got, he's the one with the clout and the credibility on Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And there's enough of these things out there that you don't go like, oh, who is this guy? Uh, you just kind of give up, right? And especially with these, there's all these other accounts, like I said, 10 to 15 followers seems to be the trend as of right now. Who come on my Twitter to like troll me, to uh, troll people who are reading my content? And none of them have faces. Chris Gannett, Adam is shadow banned big time. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of obvious. Uh, I, I, and I don't know what's, like, I, I still don't know what to do about it. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm broke essentially. Uh, I, have, I have my pension from the Marines. I get you know about fifteen hundred dollars a month passive income, and that has allowed me to have the confidence to say you know, well, until I get to destroy that by destroying the dollar, we we the movement get to destroy that by destroying the dollar or or the federal government. Uh, everything else that I make, I can I can spend on my activism. I can put back into the show, but. Uh, over time, it, it, we've been ground down, and, and right now the show is basically me and the producers club and two full-time, excuse me, two part-time volunteers with uh, CEO Joey Lee, GI yeah, Mary Jane, and executive producer Jim Friedel. And uh, you know, we've we've had some interesting occurrences with staff or, or, or volunteers trying to be staff uh, coming and going over the last year and a half that have that have been very 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 suspicious you know and it's like uh all right uh, if you're a federal agent raise your hand uh lindsey thomas you're right you may not have disappeared you just disappeared for me that's so frustrating shadow ban is a real thing i just haven't seen your stuff pop up on my social media and i haven't deliberately looked for you daily i'm glad to see you the other way thank you so much lindsey for that wonderful message lindsey thomas on facebook so I mean, what do we do about this uh, you know i mean it's sort of like an eternal question because uh we keep getting screwed with it. i i wish we had a sponsor i'd love to have you know, uh, someone will put your stuff front and center as, as, as a sponsor uh, to say, 
Uh, you're the one making the show possible. I, I All of the crypto-based alternatives right now require uh, a significant amount of time to make them work at all. Uh, from what Joey tells me, from what I understand, from where they're at with, with development, you know, it's our bitch shoot, Odyssey. Um, what are the what are the other big ones we've been looking at? I don't know. Joey, we'll come back to this when Joey gets on uh, in in a few minutes when I'm done with my rambling intro today. But I mean, the main thing is is I want I want to do the show and connect with the audience. Uh, and and maybe I should be like off social media except as broadcast and say this is the only place. Um, Jam Adrian says, um, I see us on YouTube. Did Jim just leave YouTube loaded? And they like, they told us we were banned on YouTube, but then put us on YouTube anyway. Are there YouTube comments coming in? People co like, <laughs> all right, uh, they're happy to shadow ban me. They don't have to actually ban me now. Or so we got a notice yesterday, and and I posted this um, on on uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I mean, those are the. The two places I'm I'm actually like actively engaged on social media personally, uh, but see, like, I'm starting to question this because of all these Twitter trolls like wasting my time, and it's it, 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 the real life sort of equivalent would be like if I went to an event, like I was, I was hosting speaking events and 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 giving speeches, and then we'd have Q and A afterwards and a chance to interact with the audience as, as you know as I like to do and and hang out, you know when I, when I do events like that. I'm not like one of these politicians who's, uh, you know, in and out and, you know, like uh, well, with Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene in their recent event in California. Um, 15 minutes in and out, like disappeared. No, like I've always been there to hang out with the audience. This is like there's someone in the audience who somehow like puts on a, a giant sumo suit. And, and blocks out everybody else and tricks me into thinking that there are multiple people. Maybe that's not the best metaphor. Uh, they send a bunch of holograms in and trick me into thinking that I should be talking to the holograms instead of the real people. You, you see my point, though, and it's like, I, I don't know. So when I uh, started engaging with, with all these apparent bots, trolls, sock puppets uh, on Twitter, I, I just started saying, like, well, hey, why don't you come on my show and debate this? Are you a real person? Because on Twitter, you look like a sock puppet. If you're not, why don't you come on my show? I'll give you a call in. So, I mean, we're going to start. I, I I think, you know, we'll start doing this every day because, like, I, I with the last 30 minutes of the show, we'll see how it goes today. I don't know. Maybe some of our trolls will join us. Maybe not. But, like, I want legitimate interaction with people. I, I want to have that conversation. Uh, I, I want to engage. Uh, I, I gain from that. I, I learn more from being questioned. I get better by being challenged. And my message is improved when it's uh, subject to feedback, right? When, and, and oftentimes it's like, Adam, you're, you're speaking over people's heads or you forgot to explain this. And I love that. I especially love that in the comments. GI Mary Jane will be working, doing the comments all throughout the show today. And uh, all welcome content answer or contest answer from retribution. No, because I took the vaccine yesterday and they checked my temperature and said, I'm not a threat worth spying on. 
Good one. Again, comment contest today. You can win membership in the Producers Club. And this is our $10 Patreon status. People get membership in the Producers Club, private Telegram chat. It's a lot of fun, and it's a lot of help for me in developing the show. Getting, I, I mean, I, about half the links that we cover on the show come through the Producers Club. And it's, it's like I, I look at Drudge. I look at my social media. Um, I have lots of random people in my life on my phone who send me news articles all the time. And you know, I take those as well. Um, but it really is the producers club that, you know, determines, you know, what, what gets covered here. So that's, that's why today we're, we're talking a lot about this. Um, and then now internet is uh, not up in this corner. Let's see. going to boot up the hotspot. Yeah, thank you, Verizon. Um, so, because I want to read you, like, actually what this, uh, oh, no, battery. All right. I want to read you what, what this, you know, uh, YouTube ban uh, actually said, what my response was. Because I, I appealed, and I don't know if anybody's going to, I mean, I think somebody's going to read it. Uh, will anybody care at, at YouTube headquarters? Well, anyway, while I'm getting that pulled up, remember, comment contest. Are they spying on you? Yes or no, and why or why not? Wrong answers only. Uh, today, yes, we we are going to be getting into Pegasus, talking to Michael Cargill, and then taking your calls. And that's my twenty-minute rambling opener. Jim, give us the producer notes, sir. What's going Verizon, on, Verizon? We salute you. <laughs> so I just, yeah, I no. just sent. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just, just quick aside with my bad experience with Verizon. It's not actually Verizon that's been the worst of it, uh, although they made it worse. It's Verizon TCC, one of their contractors, who uh, lied to me about this phone and the charges and tried to sell me a SIM card. Actually, they did because I fell for it. They're like, oh, yeah, you can upgrade your phone to 5G with just a SIM card now. Oh, well, you're, you're the Verizon store. I'll trust you guys. Here's $20. Wait, that's not a thing? Yeah, so like pretty deliberate, obvious. Well, I don't know if it was deliberate or mistake on the part of this, you know. That one uh, almost has to be deliberate. That's so out there that it's like nobody told him that. Nobody told him to say that. He had to have made that up, you know what I mean? That's no no boss. Because if you would have said, uh, let, me, let me talk to this sales associate and ask him if that's accurate, you know what I mean? I'll bet you the other sales associate would have said, what? No, that's not accurate. No, well, I, I mean, my my sense from the TCC, Verizon TCC, which is a Verizon authorized retailer, um, stands for the cellular connection, I believe. TCC uh, used to be a cell phone store that sold Verizon stuff that evolved into an exclusively Verizon contractor store. Uh, is that they've devolved into deliberately shady sales tactics as part of their policy and it, it I, I don't know how much i want to fight this beyond my personal shit because it's like no we solved the bigger problems all this crap goes away right we solved the government problem with it no shit we solved the corporatism problem chris gannon on facebook man banned you from youtube and he was not even selling super male vitality for a discounted price yes thank you chris uh uh, yeah, I've been talking to Owen, Owen Troyer lately with the InfoWars crew because someone sort of tried to connect us on 
uh, on Twitter and he's banned on Twitter. Um, but I, I mean, I, given how dishonest Alex Jones has been, uh, given that Alex Jones lied to the public, and I have to say lied here, I, I, I can't say decisively, but it's, it's like he could have been mistaken. Right. This is due process. You don't give everybody the benefit of the doubt and the chance to you know, deny charges and, and contest accusations. But like that's you know, that's not really what we're talking about here. We're talking about Alex Jones uh, telling the public that the old Joe Rogan episodes that were censored, including mine, that was just due to a technical glitch. Like, either Alex Jones is dangerously stupid and gullible, and given that he fell for Trump, um, I'd say that's a fair accusation, um, or he's in on it. And it's a deliberate sellout who's doing who's up to something. And I, I think it's a, a huge controlled opposition manipulation. Um, uh, until the Trump thing and the dishonesty thing, you know, lying about about my episode being censored or the episodes, he didn't call me out, obviously. Right. Um, you know, I I just I, I I to me that 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 crossed the line with with Alex Jones because in my analysis, I, I've always said that he was controlled opposition in the sense that he got his big start with AM radio, right. Not his actual start, start, but his big, you know, what is the period where he first became a, a big name was with an AM radio show, which means the gatekeepers wanted him to be successful, you know, wanted him to have a show uh, that did that. And uh, I used to say that that doesn't mean he's a bad guy that Alex Jones Jones could still be entirely great and of honorable intent. And the fact that he was turned into controlled opposition in and of itself is not a condemnation of his intent or his worldview or the legitimacy of his message. It, it's just that it's, it's, they would rather have Alex Jones, the, the crazy, we got the documents guy in, in the face of the nine 11 truth movement instead of Richard Gates. See, Jim's heard me do that spiel a dozen times, but <laughs> the, the the twist now is I don't believe it anymore. Uh, Alex Jones's uh, moral transgressions they could only be explained by either you know by, by gross incompetence or or, or an, an inherent corruption of character. Uh, it's just too much. Um, and the the joke about super male vitality from Chris in the comments. Like, yeah, I I really should have been more skeptical of Alex Jones because he's been selling snake oil on his website for years and uh, basically overpriced basic bitch supplements that are marginally effective at best. And the crazy thing is you have to be really gullible to believe Alex Jones is credible when you look at his fat body, and I'm not fat shaming at all here, I'm hypocrisy shaming. And you say that, like, look, I'm my super male vitality supplements made me look like this, and uh, it's like, I don't want to look like you, Alex. Uh, and and so Owen Schroyer, I, I was talking to him, and, I'm, and and Owen, if, if you happen to catch this, like I I 
I'm not judging you. No, I mean, I, except for your association with this guy, this this is not a judgment on you necessarily. I mean, I, I don't know enough about Owen Troyer to say, you know, what what his you know standard of character might be. Uh, but when you're you're on Team Alex Jones, either you've sold out and compromised, or you've been your message is already compromised enough as to be part of the controlled opposition. So, you know, Owen, uh, you know, I, I challenged him on this and a couple other like relevant things about Trump and Alex by text message and, uh, then didn't, uh, didn't hear back. So, um, I think, I, I think I got his email and we're going to invite him on the show. Um, but you know that that's my take on this. I'm 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 not very hopeful. Retribution on Twitch. We don't know if he is just supposed to feed them ideas on air. What Alex is his own think tank, and they use his fears as a roadmap. I feel yeah. So here's the other thing about Alex Jones, and in, in terms of you know being as big as he was, is he's got some FBI agents on his staff that he doesn't know about, and he knows that there are FBI agents on his staff that he doesn't know about, right? Like. I mean, I've, I've said, I, I know that, you know, we have had FBI agents involved in Iraq veterans against the war, in the Ron Paul campaign, in uh, various organizations. And it's sort of like, I know we've had FBI agents around that we didn't know because that's how the FBI operates. So, Jim, I don't know, back to you, man, the censorship and, and format distribution. I'm, I know you got thoughts on that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, first thing, okay, let's go in order. Uh, Alex Jones. I had one random thought that it, who knows if it's possible or real, but it, it's just interesting thought. What if Alex Jones, he was on AM radio, he started getting a little bit of a following. So the government said, you know what? And they sent an actual government agent or somebody that agreed to work for the government to go secretly meet with Alex and show him some made up documents. So maybe Alex really did believe, you know, maybe he just wasn't making shit up. Maybe he, some, yeah. some legitimate person yeah. that he really thought was a government official showed him some papers and he thought the shit was real. That's why he acted so crazy because he really thought it was real. You know, that's possible. Well, Jim, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that you bring up these tactical options at the government's <laughs> disposal, but I think you only go, to one level of, of deception in, in your your uh, suggestion there. And right away, I think of the next level, which is, wait, they could have a government agent actually leak real government documents to Alex Jones about stuff that's not particularly relevant, but looks really relevant, or even is somewhat relevant. And then Alex Jones is the guy that the FBI is talking to and leaking documents to. And he's got people on the inside and he's got documents that no one else has. And that bolsters him even more as credible opposition and at the same time makes him more controllable. Yeah, well, I would imagine that there would be both uh, authentic and fake documents given to him to, so that he wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. Perhaps. Wait, are you uh, saying government is dishonest? <laughs> Just sometimes. It's like, uh, what What did we read that one on there? That was uh, uh, the, the government, yeah. Uh, yes, they're spying, but they don't mean to. It's just a technical <laughs> glitch. 
Yeah, just like it's an Alex Jones kind of cover up lie. I mean, that's, that's an interesting point of like it's it's an Alex Jones cover up. The Joe Rogan censorship is a conspiracy. I have a conspiracy theory about Alex Jones and Joe Rogan conspiring to sell the fuck out. But at the same time, I, I want to be empathetic to both of them and give them the benefit of the doubt and say that, you know, that they're probably being manipulated in in some very scary ways, not just, uh, you know, we're going to infiltrate your staff, but maybe we're going to, there are going to be whisper campaigns. There's going to be, uh, you know, social media disinformation campaign around you. And, and, and here, I, I mean, disinformation, not like uh, necessarily we're going to insert some false narrative about the world. We're going to just insert some false narrative about your audience. Oh, Alex, your audience really loves it when you take your shirt off on the air. They, they love that. You know, when you mm. scream and holler, we got the documents, they get all riled up. I mean, you have one dude, one dude at the NSA operating sock puppet software could be that giant presence with tons of accounts in the Alex Jones audience. Uh, Key Liberty government spies on us for our protection. Uh, thank you, yeah. Key Liberty on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good wrong you answer. Know, you know how Trump was uh, like made a stark, like he started uh, going for Trump and all that stuff. I think that at some point along the way, Alex Jones realized that he was being used by the government all this time. And that's when the government came out. He started resisting and then the government finally put the gun to his head and then he fully complied and went Trump and went for mainstream. Yeah. You know yeah. No, no, there's, there's another important part of the Alex Jones narrative that, that we're leaving out here, which is, how he was then used as controlled opposition and bolstered as controlled opposition. Like, cause he had the money and staff and organization to take his organization and distribution to another channel uh, or other channels. And his website has enough momentum by itself that, uh, you know, he's able to do all of that despite being kicked off what Twitter and YouTube and I don't know what of our other mainstream platforms he's been kicked off of. Um, but remember when that was happening in when was it like two or three years ago maybe 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 less than that alex jones uh at the capitol trolling senators at the hearings that they were having on uh big tech censorship i wasn't it was it was how how to stop the spread of misinformation on the internet and so they blew him up and they used him as the excuse to censor everybody else. And I say this, uh, you know, about the bigger censorship strategy I see being employed here is that they don't care about censoring conservatives, right? Because the establishment is conservatives. They love conservatives. They're, you know, team red versus team blue, two wings of the same shit bird, blah, blah, blah. But if you censor conservatives, you know, if, say the population of, of, of the United States or the, the of, of internet punditry it, you know, it's better as internet punditry because in real life they're way more libertarians. Because punditry online is is funded. You know, a lot of these liberal and conservative channels have, excuse me, have sponsorship from major corrupt interests. This is why, like, again, we need we need the producers club or we need independent sponsors for Anna versus the man because otherwise the people with big money who want to control this 
will give money to Alex Jones and say he's a libertarian and be like, uh, hmm. then the public thinks Alex Jones is a libertarian. But he's really he's obviously he's a Trump supporter. He's he's a constitutional conservative. He, you know, he was a supporter of Ron Paul nominally. But I, you know, I don't see him following through on, you know, Ron Paul's message or values or anything like that. And obviously he was a giant Donald Trump supporter, which makes him more of a communist socialist fascist, right? Or at least a supporter of a communist socialist fascist Donald Trump retribution. So in essence, Alex Jones is Britney Spears. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's, that's, um, yeah. And that, that kind of makes you really empathetic to think that, you know, Alex Jones started out as, you know, just a well-intentioned, passionate guy, perhaps, and has been twisted and grown into this monstrosity that is a tool of the establishment now. And I wonder about myself as well, obviously. They haven't watered me as much to grow like Alex Jones. Uh, if anything, you know, is a, in terms of having a public presence, you know, I've, I've been starved and cut off and shadow banned rather than I, I mean i would love to be used like alex jones i think i'd be less susceptible to the manipulation but that's why they don't use me like alex jones because i i have that groundedness and that centeredness and you can fuck with me and you can throw me off and you can make me stressed and and worried and and manic and you can send infiltrators into my inner circle who are going to fuck with my head but when it comes down to it I'm a fucking warrior. That's a psychological condition. I know what reality is. I know what right and wrong is. And I'm willing to fight for that with integrity to the death. Exactly. That, that, that's why they don't use me for this. Yep. And uh, instead it's easy. It's easier. Oh, let's just keep Adam shadow banned, you know? Um, but I think at the same time, there, there's, there is an effort to distort my message. And I saw this, especially during the presidential campaign, um, you know, I've, I've had well, we had infiltrators in our organization set me against other libertarians to create unnecessary, you know, internal conflict. Uh, I think there's a lot of that online. I think there's a lot of that in the infiltration of the Libertarian Party. And uh, when you think about the censorship, again, back to Alex Jones, uh, you got if, if online, you know, you've got 40 percent liberals and 40 percent conservatives. And, and 20% libertarians. And your goal is to censor the libertarians. You don't care about liberals and conservatives because they're all statists. They're all feeding your power system. You want to censor libertarians. Well, you censor all the libertarians and you censor a few high-profile conservatives and you help them make a lot of noise about being censored so everybody else watching goes, oh, liberal big tech platforms are censoring conservatives. And the word libertarian doesn't even come into the conversation despite the great libertarian Facebook purge of 2017, uh, despite all of the you know voices who I've seen like mine kind of come and go over the years. And you know I, I think the bigger strategy here is to sow the seeds of doubt and, and fear and, and hopelessness. And I used to, this was a big talking point in my speeches. I used to say like, I, you know, I've been doing this for years. I've seen a lot of people come and go in this movement. And I, I, I would point this out so that my audience, I wanted them to have a sense of commitment to principle um, and, and the inevitability of a voluntary society and the success Joe Jorgensen was the plan, according to whoop de doo <laughs> You know, I, I don't think so. I think Joe Jorgensen was, uh, was selected because they wanted 
the LP to have a weak nominee. And I, and, and I mean that for a number of reasons. I don't think this is any, you know, accusation against Joe. I think she was still stronger than a lot of other options, but uh, she wasn't a full-time candidate. And, and that was a, that was a really strange thing to watch. You know, you say you're, you can't stop your regular job to be the presidential nominee of the libertarian party for a few months. And it was like in the general election cycle, just a few months. Um, so I don't think she was a plant. Uh, I think plants in the LP wanted her to get the nomination. I think that was her, that was their mission. Um, and, and spike, of course, um, what, what better way than to make the libertarian party ineffective than by infiltrating, talking shit about your effective candidates and scaring your, uh, scaring the party from nom out of nominating the ones that they know, uh, are legitimate and passionate and have messages that actually resonate with people. You know, Joe Jorgensen, uh, had people who genuinely appreciated her message she didn't have any enthusiastic fans, you know, and, and if you want the American public to not be enthusiastic about the Libertarian Party, nominate a candidate who doesn't have any enthusiastic support. And there was enthusiastic support for her after winning the nomination from a lot of party activists. But even then, it, it was pretty weak. I mean, you look at like you look at Ron Paul. Uh, you look at even like when I ran for Congress as a Ron Paul Republican in, in 2010, New Mexico, the campaigns were really driven by grassroots enthusiasm. And uh, Joe Jorgensen, as much as I, I mean, I love her personally. I think of her as a friend. I have no reason to doubt her intentions or think that she is, you know, anything other than what she says she is. Uh, you know, it's obviously there are people who don't have the best interests of libertarianism or the libertarian party at heart who are capable of sabotaging the libertarian party. So as long as that's true, we know that one of their interests in infiltrating the libertarian party is to give us a weaker nominee. Jim. Yeah. And that officially sucks. I was extra pissed when you did not get the nomination uh, for a multitude of reasons. I, I just feel like, I don't know. She not, like, not I mean, present. everything you just said, we got it. We got to move on. We, we yeah, beat so this horse to death. I'll I just think. remind everybody of the comment contest. Cause we do have a serious topic we yeah. want to get into before the, uh, top of the hour. When Michael Cargill joins us about Pegasus and spying. So are they spying on you and why or why not wrong answers only have fun with this. You can win membership in the producers club. Jim, Tell them what okay. they might win. They could win. Well, I'll tell them what they might win after I get to the first quick producer note. I just wanted to make it clear. We didn't get through some YouTube glitch where we're actually streaming on your YouTube. We realized that she found us streaming on my YouTube channel, and that's what we were commenting on. So you can still technically watch on YouTube through Jim Freedom channel, uh, but we're still banned for seven days. From you know, can, Adam we, I, can we cut one of our channel broadcasts live during a stream? Because I want to cut that because YouTube is going to see that as, oh, Adam's trying to work around the ban or something. And then they're going to say that I'm violating terms and just delete the whole channel or they're going to delete your channel or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but anyway, That's quickly, possible. I've got this. I've got this pulled up. 
um, it was just medical misinformation. They said YouTube does not allow content that spreads medical misinformation that contradicts the World Health Organization or local health authorities' medical information about COVID-19, including on methods to prevent, treat, or diagnose COVID-19 and means of transmission of COVID-19. And I mean, I don't have to explain to this audience why that's a dangerous, fucked up standard of censorship, right? Uh, my response, which you can find on my Twitter or Instagram, are we not allowed to talk about COVID on YouTube when the World Health Organization, local health authorities contradict each other? How are we supposed to determine the truth? That's where we are. It's a legitimate question. And Chris, uh, Chris Gannon, Gannon Alex Jones called it a favorite YouTube for you, Lowell. Thank you. Yeah, Chris Gannon on Facebook. Alex Jones, hey, YouTube, uh, this is kind of fucking with my, my uh, controlled opposition plan here. No, it wasn't Alex Jones. It was one of Alex Jones' handlers or somebody behind. I think there, and, and I, someone is watching this show and reporting it to YouTube. This isn't YouTube's content algorithms picking this up. They are watching and flagging this content. And if nothing else, I have to say I'm, I'm honored to make it just a little bit harder for the state to kill and jail and maim and, and, and really hurt people because at least one person is occupied watching this show. I, I would hope uh, anybody from the government who's watching is going to be quickly converted and uh, at least have a ping of conscience as I would say, please, please, if you're a government agent, do it. Let me, let, let me speak to the government agents watching this show right now. Please do the right thing and become a whistleblower. Yeah, please, desperately. And we can prove that fact that it's somebody, it's your channel only because we always broadcast to both YouTube channels. I've always oh, broadcasted okay, to my well, channel well, and your channel. Fine. I guess, I guess right. maybe. But maybe I mean, think okay. about that. Think about that. We broadcasted the same exact thing on your channel as my channel, but your channel's down right now and my channel's not. I didn't get no strike. I didn't get no warning. I didn't get a talking to. And I displayed the same exact thing as your channel did for the whole two hours. So that right there tells you it's no algorithm picking it up or it would have picked up my channel. And the, the dickhead that's watching that uh, hopefully becomes a whistleblower is probably going to wrap my channel out right now too. So we'll see. What yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, retribution on Twitch. We got a cheese here that just sits back silent and nibbles cheese. All right. That's horrible. Okay. Let's do some promos yeah. so that you can talk about more important shit. I'm going to put you down so I can tell everybody that t.me forward slash Adam versus man is the public telegram channel. You can go there to find out everything that's going on with the show links that we talked about in the previous shows. If you want to be a part of creating the links, you can win a comment contest or you can join patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man at 10 bucks a month. We'll get you access to the private producers club. Adam was telling you about it's a really cool time. And if you want to feel like you're, part of the creation of the show. You want something that you feel that's important to be talked about on the show. The producers club is where you can make that happen. So definitely get involved. Next, we go to homefrontbattlebuddies.com, the veterans nonprofit organization where all of your donations are tax deductible. So definitely visit the site, give it a check out and donate all of your tax deductible monies to homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Next, we check out Instagram at the garden of freedom where you can see all kinds of pictures and videos of life up there in Gardenia. You got Thelma and Louise up on the hill 
monitoring the situation, keeping uh, enemies at bay, making sure no more FBI agents are making their way to Gardenia. If you want to know what's going on up there, at the Garden of Freedom is the tag on Instagram. So check it out, get involved. Next, we go to the Crypto6.com. This is the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. These are the QR codes that you can donate to help uh, them with their legal fees. The top button right here has the address. So you can write to Mr. Nobody who's still sitting in a cage. Let them know you're thinking about him. Let them know his situation sucks and you're uh, joining the fight with him. Next, GoGreenEnergyOnline.com, the best website we send do-it-yourselfers to that are looking to learn more about solar power, micro wind power, zero energy homes, things like that. They got a beautiful picture of their items. Uh, Adam has one of these micro wind turbines. It's awesome. Stops magnetically. You can see that on Instagram or you can get one of your own on gogreenenergyonline.com. So yes, thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Take it away. All right. Gee, I'm Mary Jane. Let's get you on screen and tell us what you're seeing in the comments today. Thoughts on what we've covered? Pegasus, Spine, no audio. Good morning. Good morning, dear. Oh, nice thoughts in the comments. There's some good uh, comment answers. I've popped a few of them up. Um, government isn't spying because I don't break the law, says Bush <laughs> WTF on Twitch. So that's fun I, I don't know i'm just i'm blown away by this whole youtube thing and i was actually going to suggest streaming the show on my youtube on the days that i'm on and now i'm like i it's, it's not the answer i mean i i i it's I not uh, we, we haven't gotten okay. any new patreon signups in the last week which is really strange because it's 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 been a, a consistent trickle leading up to about three hundred dollars a month. It's which is not enough to pay my cell phone bill for everything that's attached to it, which I'm going to be taking care of soon. Uh, but I can't say how exactly. Uh, but yeah, there's oh, uh, it, it. I don't know. I don't think that's the answer either. You know, like, to, 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 well, we're just going to keep plugging away until we get enough income through Patreon to hire people to to do the, the legwork to, and it, it's click work. I guess it's, it's click work. Can I say click work instead of, it's a good, it's a sure, that's good fair. update for the term legwork. I wonder if I'm the first to say that. Probably someone's, I'm sure someone's thought of that before me, right? The click work, the labor, they're going, the legwork online of, of beating these distribution challenges. Uh but it, it's it, it, there was a meme I posted where it's like a guy laughing maniacally ha, 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 while he's got his hand on a on a woman's forehead while she's like trying to punch him, and the the it says you know our criminal government is the guy holding him back and uh, holding her back, and she is the freedom movement, and the arm is the libertarian party, but it could be all activism that we're using to confront the evils of the state, the injustices, and what's the arm? that's holding us back what is it that's keeping us you know from from being effective uh let's see what did i put i'm gonna check my instagram again <laughs> no it's uh you know it's it's the censorship and the uh you know the fbi infiltration uh what about fbi slash caa political repression censorship sabotage and misinformation and it's like we can't it feels like we just keep swinging at the air and, you know, some people in, in response to that meme said, well, we're getting stronger. Our 
arm is getting longer. And you're like, mm-hmm. it's, and it's crazy. Cause you can't even figure out from platform to platform, like what everybody's individual problem is. So even when you try to comply to their rules, cause yes, they're private companies, although they're horribly they're, infiltrated. They're not, and, no, no, they're satellites and, of government. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're exactly. That's what they're I was getting under, to. Under but, corporatism, some corporations cross a line where they become quasi-government agencies. All Walmart. the main social media cross that line. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and you can't even figure out what it is that they want and don't want. So when you try to bend to their rules just for the sake of getting your message out, however it has to happen... It's arbitrary it's, and constantly changing. Yeah. Yeah, I get now, and it happens. Is I've got a lot of weed groups on Facebook, and every day there's three or four. We remove this content for uh, uh, terms and conditions, and you go to it. They've taken the post down, and you can't even see what it is to know what was removed. And meanwhile, you're talking groups that have 20,000, 30,000 people in them. I, don't, I, I can't. You know, it's not like I'm going to reach out to somebody and say, hey, what'd you post? It's 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 completely redundant. Um, so they're they're banning. I don't even open the notifications anymore. I'm just waiting for them to shut the groups down or not shut the groups down. And I mean, hey, what do you do? It's kind of like the uh, Game of Thrones analogy with the Night King, right? You know, you want to splay dead people and they just... You know, the, the war, the dead warriors, the army of the dead. And it's like, no, you, you got to kill the Night King or they just, they just keep coming. Everybody dies turns. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That's, that's how I'm thinking about this right now. Like there's gotta be, I mean, I've, I've thought about it. I've thought about this, but I, and this is part of what's got me anxious because they just fucking murdered John McAfee and possibly Johnny Hurley. And you know, I, I'm, I, it's not like I'm living in fear but I have this much greater existential concern in my head. That's like, I have to figure this out. I have to get more information. And uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there isn't uh, a way, you know, I don't, I don't know, but uh, someone has got to be asking these bigger questions. Uh, I thought reporting you guys get to access to the producers club. No, thank you. Empty matter on Twitch. Nice try. So, um, <laughs> The comment contest is, are they spying on you? Why or why not? Wrong answers only. Joey doing a great job. Keep the comments coming. Let's skim a couple of headlines real quick. We get in at least let people know what this Pegasus project is. We'll see how many headlines we can cover in between calls. We're just going to do like first and last paragraph on these maybe. But the Pegasus project recently revealed Guardian. The Guardian seems to be doing a lot of work on this. All right, Joey, go back to the comments. We're going to get headlines on screen. The Guardian revealed... Leak uncovers global abuse of cyber surveillance weapons, spyware sold to authoritarian regimes used to target activists, politicians, and journalists, data suggests. Human rights activists, journalists, and lawyers across the world have been targeted by authoritarian governments using hacking software sold by the Israeli surveillance company NSO Group, according to an investigation into a massive data leak. The investigation by The Guardian and 16 other media organizations suggests widespread and continuing abuse of NSO's hacking spyware Pegasus, which the company insists is only intended for use against criminals and terrorists. Pegasus is a malware that infects iPhone and Android devices to enable operators of the tool to extract messages, photos and emails, record calls, and secretly activate microphones. 
The leak contains a list of more than 50,000 phone numbers that it is it is believed have been identified as those of people interest of interest by clients of NSO since 2016. Forbidden Stories, a Paris-based nonprofit media organization and Amnesty International initially had access to the leak list and shared it with media partners as part of the Pegasus Project, a reporting consortium. The presence of a phone number of the data does not reveal whether a device was infected with Pegasus or subject to an attempted hack. However, the consortium believes the data is indicative of the potential targets NSO's government clients identified in advance of possible surveillance attempts. <sighs> Forensics analysis of a small number of phones whose numbers appeared on the leaked list also showed more than half had traces of the Pegasus spyware. Uh, the Guardian and its media partners will be revealing the identities of people whose numbers whose number appeared on the list in the coming days. They include hundreds of business executives, religious figures, academics, NGO employees, union officials, and government officials, including cabinet ministers, presidents, and prime ministers. The list also, and this is scary for activists and, and from things that I've experienced, the list also contains numbers of close family members of one country's ruler, suggesting the ruler may have instructed their intelligence agencies to explore the possibility of monitoring their own relatives. So we'll see, uh, you know, who's on this list. Obviously, it's not complete, but this is a, this is a big I told you so for me and a lot of other libertarians. Oh, yeah, we're spying. They're spying on everybody. Or they're spying on people that they don't like, uh, or that if you if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have to worry about being spied on. Um, there's a, a the next one from CNN Business Pegasus Project. Why 17 news outlets are working together to cover spyware on a mass scale. Now Brian Stelter, uh, definitely a status propagandist for CNN. This makes it look like he's having a, a ping of conscience that he has not had. Or he's he's forced to cover this in some way, or he's covering it in part of the project in order to sabotage it, in order to reinforce the status narrative that I, I, I believe he believes in. Scores of journalists from 17 news outlets worked together to expose evidence of industrial-scale spying that targeted journalists, activists, politicians, and business executives. And the revelations are only just beginning. The consortium began to publish its findings on Sunday. The stories indicate that numerous members of the media were possible candidates for surveillance, as the Guardian put it, forensic tests affirmed the presence of spyware on some phones. And by the way, this this reminds me, uh, you know, and it, it was, I heard about this from Alex Jones, so it must be true. Now, it's, it's you know, one of the essential classic conspiracies of the CIA that is now public knowledge, Operation Mockingbird, where the CIA worked with journalists to control the mainstream media narrative. Um, so I just, just, I'm going to just, uh, okay. So the next one also from the guardian Pegasus project turns spotlight on spyware firm NSO's ties to Israeli state. Oh yeah. Like this is all just private spying. Sure. No, 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 it's, it's one way or another. What is the incentive here? It's to control the narrative, to continue the strength of, of, of governments. Who are, by the way, uh, I, I, I put up a poll on Twitter yesterday that was uh, trying to answer what to me is a, a, one of these bigger existential questions right now. Is big centralized coercive government as we know it today getting stronger 
or flailing as it dies? And I, and I know it's, it, it's a much bigger question in my head than just those few words, but uh, with, with the COVID racket, conspiracy of conspiracies, with the push for online censorship, with all the rich getting richer at the expense of the rest of us in this period, uh, whoa, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Uh, I would I welcome any of your comments or insights on that as well. If you want to find that poll on Twitter, keep me away from Twitter. Just comment, and, and if they're good comments, Jamie or Jane will get them up on screen. Last headline before we get to our guest from The Guardian. Huge data leak shatters the lie that the innocent need not fear surveillance. Our investigation shows how repressive regimes could buy and use the kind of spying tools Edward Snowden warned us about. Well, yeah, uh, hello, I told you so. Really? Like, come on, when, when the Snowden release came out, and, people, and I wonder, like, with this revelation, oh, look, we revealed this great thing. Oh, but the American people don't care. But it makes it look like you can trust the media because the media is challenging the government. Mm. What did Gordian not to try to untangle? Perhaps better to just slice it wide open. And with that, oh, wait, one comment before we get to our guest, Anthony Ralston. I'm secretly getting paid billions by government to infiltrate dissenters, and now I have to make you all disappear alone because we figured it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Michael Cargill. He has spent the last decade championing and supporting the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. Oh, wait, wait. You know the average American commits three felonies a day. I don't think you're, I don't think you're talking about a lot, but I, I get your point here. I get your point. Uh, he is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, which is a gun store and training facility. He has served his country honorably, honorably uh, in the United States Army for 12 years. Michael has trained members of the Texas State House and Senate District Judges, Justices of the Peace, staff of many federal Texas state and local agencies, attorneys, and corporate employees how to use firearms safely and, uh, you know, he's been uh, quite a, a successful pundit and voice for himself online in, in independent media, but also in, in mainstream media as a subject matter expert uh, with Forbes magazine, Fox Business, CNN Money, AOL, BBC, World News, HuffPost, New York Times. And of course, now that he's on Adam versus the man, they're never going to let him on any of those platforms ever again. Um, and. Uh, you know, he's he's consistently principled in his defense of gun ownership, which is why I love him, but also for his stands. And, uh, you know, Michael, uh, thank you for joining us. You you straddle uh, a very interesting space here because be, being pro-gun is, is inherently, in a way, pro-freedom, obviously. Uh, it, it really stands athwart of all of the great institutions' efforts to control and dominate and disarm and exploit the rest of us. Michael, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if, I, I know you were listening backstage for at least part of, you know, what we talked about. Uh, is, is there anything else? I, I, what, you know, we got 30 minutes with you. Uh, I'm honored sure. to have your time. Um, and if you want to talk about gun rights and your activism, promote anything, I want to give you that chance. If you want to talk about the bigger picture stuff right now, how that relates to gun rights. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that too. So please take it away, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, man, we, we do a lot of stuff 
with fighting against the government when it comes to uh, them walking into our house and basically taking things away from us. So right now I have a lawsuit against the federal government for bump stocks right now. We have the lawsuit mm-hmm. uh, for the state of Texas against the D- Department of Justice, the, the ATF, and just just basically the fight for Texas and, and everyone in the United States to keep what you legally owned. So basically what happened with bump stocks is um, the federal government walked into our homes and said, hey, there's something that you legally purchase, something that you, you, you own, and we're going to actually ban it, which was the ATF that said this. We're right. going to ban this one product, and we're going to either confiscate it from you or you need to destroy it, and we're not going to uh, – we, we're not going to compensate you for that. And, and no due process. Yeah, and I'm just like, hey, you know what? That's not right. First of all, the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, don't have the authority to walk into my house and confiscate something and change law. You know, they can't create right. law. Only the only Congress can actually create law, not a federal agency. So my, my argument is, hey, you know what, ATF, you just can't one day decide something that's legal is now going to be illegal. You know, you're oh, not yes, Congress. We can. You know, we have, a, we have branches of government here. You know, that's, that's how this, this, this country was formed. So, you know, we, we had to surrender our, our, our bump stocks. We filed a lawsuit in federal court. We've actually gone to the first court. We are the, our case is the only case that actually has had its day in court. Mm-hmm. No, no other case has gone to court yet. So we actually had our first day in court last year, 2020. Uh, the judge that we had to pre- uh, present the material to, this judge was from Hawaii. And everyone knows in Hawaii, they all hate firearms. So we knew how that case was going to turn out. We lost that, you know, that stage in the fight. We're now appealing to the, our appellate court in New Orleans. And now we're waiting for our day in court there, which is going to be next month in August. So we'll get a chance to present our information to the appellate court, um, and then we'll see how it turns out there. And we hope that there are some other cases that are going to come along as well. We need other cases that are out there to have their day in court, so that way we all can meet at the Supreme Court and get the Supreme Court to rule on this. Um, And then, you know, because bump stocks are not machine guns, I think everyone knows that bump stocks are not machine guns. Uh, That's a, a part of a gun. And also oh, yeah. that the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms can't walk into your house and confiscate something, and they sure. cannot, they just cannot create a law. Well, Mike, Michael, I want I want to challenge you on not anything you really just said, but the perspective that it seems to be missing. I mean, so you said they can't do this, and it's like, yeah, they can, and they did, <laughs> and they got away with it. And right. even if you win, the agents who violated the law of the land, which is the illegal constitution of the coup of 1789 anyway uh but if they violated their own rule book the the rule book of the usurpers uh you know then then they should face consequences but they don't right like none of these assholes ever face none of these feds who violate individual rights in cases like this get anything other than promoted you know this right and you're right you know all everything that we're doing is all civil you know, everything I ever do is civil. Uh, nothing really is going to come from, you know, anything on the criminal side. You're absolutely correct. And that's where we need to I – don't, I don't know what, what, what we can do for that as a, as a country. Uh, but what something is going to have to be done because I've done this fight on the city level, you know, the state level. Now I'm doing it on the federal level. Um, I've done the same thing with Austin, Texas, where I actually sued the city of Austin. Uh, we beat them in district court. 
because the city of Austin did not want gun owners to be able to carry a handgun inside any of their buildings. Well, you know, they, they can't do that. Only the, only the state has the authority to regulate firearms for the state of Texas. So, which they did, and you're right, you're going to say, hey, but they did, Michael, they did. <laughs> so what I did was I filed a, a lawsuit, we filed a lawsuit against the city of Austin, we took them to court, and we beat them in district court, and they had to pay a fine, and that's the only thing I have. Right now, we're still on appeal, we won, we won that case, um, and they had to pay a fine of $9,000, but we're appealing that case because we think the fine should be $5 million, not 9000 So mm-hmm. we're actually on appeal right now to our, mm-hmm. the next pellet case for $5 million. So because we think that if we punish the city of Austin, then we'll we'll make sure that no other city, no other county municipality will actually do anything else like this. Oh, you sure. Yeah. You 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 hold one tyrant accountable. You end tyranny for all of history. I don't think it works that way. No, I mean I I love what you're doing. It isn't it it is absolutely important and righteous. Right. I just wanna to 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 figure out how this fits into the bigger picture or where you see this going. Like, for example, you said, well, it's a bump stock. It's not a machine gun. So the fuck what? This is America. You have right. a right to own property, supposedly in a free country. Government doesn't have a right to come in and say, well, you can't own that property because it's a piece of metal in a shape that we don't like. Fuck that. So by by doing that, it sounds like, to me, you're seeding uh, all because we used a machine gun at Mandalay Bay, according to Retribution on Twitch. Thank you for the comment. But it it seems like what you're doing with this is you're conceding all of the premises of their authority. This is what like, and this 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 is a, to me, it's a bit of a pedantic, semantic kind of thing. But you're not pro Second Amendment. You're pro gun rights because that's a fundamental human right to own property and to defend yourself. The Second Amendment is just the bullshit excuse of the coup of 1789 that allowed them to say, oh, no, no, we're give us this new authority of a standing army and a central bank and we won't we won't violate your rights. We promise. And 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 to hear gun rights activists say, well, the Second Amendment guarantees that you have a right to keep and bear arms like guarantees. Uh, are, do you live on the same planet as I do? Because it's not fucking working at all. Uh, I'm a felon. I don't have a right to keep and bear arms because government says so. It's not a right. It's a privilege. And by appealing to the courts, it, it seems like you're reinforcing this false authority and, and almost engaging in the, the Sisyphusian task of rolling a rock up a hill over and over again. You beat this gun law. You beat these ATF agents. There's a million more coming or, you know, chopping a, a, a head off a of Medusa where whatever they're going to grow two more two more heads in its place. So I, do, you, do you ever feel I mean, I, this, I know that if, if you haven't thought about it on this level, I, and I, I'm sure you have because you're a smart dude. Uh, this is this, but to, to a lot of your followers who might be watching this interview and other gun rights enthusiasts, um, most of them, most Americans who share our feelings about the importance of gun rights have never thought about it at this, uh, you know, on this level you have, I know you have because you have put so much love and passion and time and effort into what you do that you must've thought, is this really accomplishing what I'm hoping it's going to accomplish? And how does this fit into the bigger picture? Right. It's, it's, I'm hoping that I can motivate other people to step forward because uh, I'm one person as I step forward, I'm hoping that I can pull maybe 50 or 60 people up with me and stand with me 
you know, not just behind me or sit in the sidelines and watch and actually help, you know, in the fight. And as we do that, you know, more people will come, you know, we will grow in numbers and maybe we can put up a good fight. You know, so that's that's the only thing that I can, you know, really, really hope for, push for, you know, because I'm one person, you know, and you know, you're one person, you know, you're right. Adam versus the man, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm Mike, the black guy versus the man. So know, we need so, to be an yeah. army versus the man at some point. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, no, I, I I really like your answer actually, and it's it's kind of reaffirming for me as well, and thinking like you know I might not be, you know, uh. I, I have all sorts of crazy movie references running through my head of like the lone hero gunman Arya Stark taking out. I'll no no Game of Thrones spoilers here, uh, but uh, for those of you who haven't seen season eight, uh, but yeah, the, 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 if if nothing else, just by taking a righteous stand where we know we can be righteous, where we know we can win small victories maybe that will inspire the next group of activists or the next group of people to stand up. And, and I think this is an important part of, of our message then. I, and, and I hope you can reinforce this to your audience that uh, don't follow us. Right? <laughs> don't follow. I am not a leader, Michael, except in you want to say, Oh, I'm an example or a leader in thought or whatever. And Michael Cargo. Oh yes. He's a great leader. No, 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 because we don't want to lead you. We want to inspire you to lead yourself. And, and that is such a critical difference, I think, in an honest activist versus someone like Alex Jones who wants to sell you, you know, penis pills. Um, but you, you say inspire. And, and I think about this in terms of my own experience with censorship. As soon as I got any kind of audience traction, massively shadow banned, this show constantly censored because Oh, you're, you're, we talk about COVID, you know, um, and I, I wonder if, if you've had experience with censorship. And I have to imagine that when you are talking about guns and gun freedom as effectively as you are, there are going to be feds in your organization. They're going to be feds around you, working with you as as all sorts of subtle plants and infiltrators. Uh, what do you think about that? What 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 do you think you have experienced in that realm? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been shadow banned. We're getting shadow banned right now. Man, I can't. Uh, luckily, I'm, I'm actually still on, you know, platforms like Facebook and stuff like that, but and Twitter, but we're not getting any traction whatsoever. We've gone from, you know, thousands, thousands of views to like hundreds. It's, it's, it's really insane. So we're in the process right now, moving my platform over. I do a, a radio show uh, once a week called Come and Talk It. It's a gun talk show. Uh, we talk all firearms and stuff like that, and and we're getting you know shadow banned like there's no belief. But it's a live radio show, so I'm live on the radio. Mm -hmm. Can't stop that, but they can't stop their other different platforms. You know the the mainstream platforms. So now mm -hmm. I'm searching for other venues to actually get the word out to let people know you know where we stand and what we're doing. That we're still here. We're not going away. You know I'm going to do it in the way that I know how to do it. You know, I expect for you, Adam, to do it in the way you know how to do it. And hopefully, we, you know, like I said, we can pull, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 people with us to stand alongside us and not behind us and watch on the sidelines. Yeah. No, I love that. I love your attitude about this. Um, and, and you are a unique threat. Uh, you know, I, I think about uh, I, how long have you been doing this? No, I've been doing this for like 20 years. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I think who's who's the other 
most prominent, you know, libertarian sphere gun rights, uh, black gun rights activist is Maj Touré right now. Correct. And we've seen as as he came up, he was kind of leveled off too. Um, and, and and from what I saw with his his city council campaign, there was a lot of shady shit around that. Oh, and, and 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 I I think as you know, as he likes to say, all gun laws are racist because it has historically been hugely about disarming America's black population to not to not fight back, right? Correct. So, uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned radio because it's like you take a step back in technology in order to try to beat the censors. But again, it, it feels almost, uh, you know, rolling the rock up the hill over and over again, where <laughs> anybody who becomes a, a real threat be, get gets just throttled down from and, and and controlled from ever gaining any real traction do you have any thought anything i just said uh or yourself your experience again or or, or uh your thoughts on maj oh no maj maj Ray, he's a great guy uh um, i had him come to uh austin you know i met him down in houston a couple times you know he's come to texas quite a few times to do you know his do his thing and maj is great maj brings people in you know he definitely is that that strong force where people will come, they will listen to him. He has a lot of great information. He talks a lot about history. We, I love talking with history with him. We love talking about different books, things that people need to learn and educate themselves and arm themselves with knowledge uh, so they that they can you know, stand up and fight. You gotta know history. You gotta know where we came from. You gotta know how we got to where we are today. And you have people that are working, you know, in government trying to erase that history. They're trying to get rid of, you know, all that stuff. So you're not taught certain things in school. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be up to us to remind people about these things, you know, remind you of your history. You know, what happened in the 1600s? The fact that, that in the 1600s that in the Northeast, you know, if you sold a firearm to an Indian, you were committing a crime. And the death of that, the punishment of that was death. Wow. And, and also, if you, <laughs> if you repaired firearms at Indians in the 1600s in this country, the punishment of that was death. So wow. you're right. You know, gun control in its nature was racist. It's always targeted certain groups of people, you know, around the world, in the United States. It's always targeting certain groups of people. And, and once people understand that and they remember that, you know, they'll know, OK, this is why we're here today and why now we're trying to fight for the little pieces of things that we're trying to get, that little piece of the pie. Mm. About Maj, <laughs> he's he's very charismatic. Oh, Almost yeah. charismatic enough to get Fred Hampton. <laughs> What's Fred Hampton? Oh, I know a piece of black history that you don't in activism and suppression yeah. of politics. Go ahead. Fred, Go ahead. Fred Tell Hampton. Me. Uh, yeah, Fred Hampton was the uh, the young charismatic leader in the Black Panthers who was assassinated oh, okay. yes. by the FBI. Yes. Um, and, and there's a recent movie. And I don't know the I, honestly, guy. I'm I'm deficient in this. I know the outline of this. I gotta watch the movie. Let me get my version of this from Hollywood, and I'm sure I'll know more. Uh, no, but the, they did a movie recently, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, and it, it was from uh, J. Edgar Hoover. Apparently, either uh, gave a speech or or distributed a memo, whatever, to to uh, the FBI when he was the director to say. We need to prevent the potential rise of a black messiah mm. who could unite the black power movement, the civil rights movement, the anti-war movement. Uh, and they they targeted Fred Hampton because he was a little too charismatic for his own good. 
Uh, I think at this point, though, it, it, with activists like you and me and Maj, for example, and, and, and so many others who you know, are, are committed enough to truth and principle that we can't be controlled, they, 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 you know, we, they see us rising and, and, and coming up in prominence. And then they say, no, we're going to push you down. We're going to keep you flatlined. You know, <laughs> you're never you're never going to get traction. Like, we'll let we'll let Michael Cargill do his lawsuits and his radio show. But if he ever gets any bigger than that, you know, we'll, we'll send him <laughs> some more infiltrators. We'll turn up the online censorship. We'll call the radio station, get him canceled. You know, we'll just we'll just, we'll just get, but if he breaks out. If he like if he if he turns into John McAfee and has too big of a platform and, and the only way we can deal with him is extradite him from Spain to the United States to face tax charges and give him a giant spotlight, <laughs> yeah, we'll just whack him, you know. Yeah. Um and, and I, I wonder if it if, if you can connect, you know, what you're doing and, and the general struggle for for firearms rights right now, and it's it, it, it's it's not the main thing. It's a subsidiary issue. I don't want to say like it's not, not to demean it, but it's not the problem. They could give us all gun rights and we could still have a massively controlled big government that takes advantage of everybody. It'd be a lot harder, right. um, but they could still do it because it's, it's, it's a kind of mind control and propaganda control and messaging that, you know, and money control, as you know, through the Federal Reserve that are that are closer to the, you know, the real heart of the issue. And you represent a threat not because you're advocating for gun rights, but because you inspire people and wake them up. Right. And and you know, and the reason I chose firearms, I chose the the you know, the gun industry is because with that, if you can control the firearms, you have you have guns, you have ammunition, then you can get whatever else you want. You know. Uh, so that and people found that in twenty twenty when they sh- decided to shut this country down with something I never thought would ever happen. You know, in 2020, they shut everything down. You know, the first thing people did was walk into the gun store, the very first thing. Country shutting down. Oh, my goodness. Any guns and ammunition. And so you saw that because everyone knew that, hey, if you have a gun, you have ammunition, then everything else will be okay. You'll be able to get everything else that you want. (laughs) And I don't know if you're paying attention to what's happening in Connecticut right now. Uh, There's a big, huge fight, and no one's – this is breaking news. I'm going to tell you this because I've been working with my attorneys with this. Uh, for the last hour, there's breaking news out of Connecticut where they've done something where if you're trying to buy a gun from a gun store, the the FFL dealer is going to have to make about a thousand phone calls for one person's transaction to get mm-hmm. that transaction approved. A thousand phone calls. I can't even even make that up. Now this, no one's run this story yet. This is just happening right now out of Connecticut, um, and this is insane. So, you know, here we are, you know, you, a person walks in here, uh, it takes them like five, 10 minutes to walk out of here with a firearm, you know, and I think mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have to go through that process either. It should, it's, it's a, I think it's a crazy process, you know, in, mm-hmm. even in what we do here, but we're seeing it in other places where they even make it even more difficult, you know. Um, so for someone to walk into a gun store, fill out the paperwork and, they have to go through the federal and the state agency. This we, it's it's averaging one thousand phone calls in order to get that that firearm transfer. And this is brand new, just coming out of Connecticut right now. You're going to see people talking about this in the next you know few days and few weeks as it as it blows up, and lawsuits are being filed right now against uh, mm-hmm. the state of Connecticut because of this. So where do you see this going? 
Well, where um, we're at right now with COVID and the shutdowns and lockdowns and the Delta variant and coming back and vaccines, obviously these are connected issues. And what you're doing within the realm of firearms activism, you are doing with an eye to putting a stop to all other infringements that an individual would want to defend themselves against. How does this fit into the bigger picture, sir? Well, you know, you start that. You, you know, I, I, what I did was I said, okay, let's, you know, let me work on myself and make sure, you know, we're stable, you know, in my household, my realm. So I said, hey, let's get guns. We have ammunition. It makes have plenty of it. Can't have enough guns. You can never have enough ammunition. I need to make sure I'm self-sufficient. You know, I'm not connected to anything else. If I can, you know, I can totally cut myself off from the grid. I want to make sure I have plenty of water, plenty of food, dry food. I want to make sure my family's taken care of, my dogs, my animals. I have enough to take care of them. I have enough where I can go out and, you know, drop some seeds and plant stuff uh, if need be. I can <clears throat> have my, my electricity, my own power, you know, where I can cut away from all of that. You know, you got to take care of yourself and make sure you remove yourself from the big picture because we found this here even in in texas in austin in february where we had a snowpocalypse is what they're calling it where you know texas was pretty much shut down for an entire week because we had a snow ice storm here something that's never ever happened uh, especially this far south you know snow and ice mm -hmm. and so and it lasted for an entire week and so people were just walking around like zombies trying to figure out you know what to do because they couldn't get food they couldn't get water uh the there was no electricity so the grocery stores were shut down uh, and people were suffering for, you know, for that week because they didn't prepare, you know. And so, you know, I, you know, you have to prepare yourself. You got to prepare your family uh, for something, you know, major catastrophic to happen. Uh, you can't wait for the government to come and save you. And I think we we get into that that realm of things of saying, you know, well, if something happens, I know the government's going to save me. And that's not what the government is there for. It's up to you to save yourself. Um, you have to. You know, you, you teach them, you teach people how to fish and they'll go out and they'll go fish. Uh, and then that's what we should do. Teach people. I, I try to educate people. I try to educate them in the tools of safety, educate them and how to defend themselves, how to protect mm -hmm. themselves. Uh, I pass it along to my family members and everyone, you know, that I possibly can. So that way, when something does happen, you know, we are all protected. We're all safe. We have everything that we need and we can go forward and continue on and continue this fight. You know, so. That's the only thing I'm trying to do, you know, it, it's, it's just at my level. I'm not trying to do anything, um, you know, major, you know, past that point. Uh, that's a wonderful answer. I want to drill down, make this a little more difficult for you. Where do you see America in five years? I see America doing the exact same thing we're doing right now in five years. Nothing's going to change. We're going to be doing the same thing because people are going to still fall for the same okie doke, the f same story, the same lies. Um, you know, oh my goodness, there's no way in the world that the CIA is responsible for you know drugs in certain communities back in the '60s and the in the you know in the '50s or in the '70s or whatever. You know, believing yeah. the same thing they've always been. No, and in the '80s and '90s, I interviewed Freeway Ricky Ross for this show, the actual original Freeway Ricky Ross, man, and it's happening, it's happening right now with meth. There you so, go. Go ahead. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's no way. And people have to wake up. You know, how does this stuff get into certain communities? They're not growing it there. You know, they don't make it. They're not making it or manufacturing firearms, you know, in certain communities. Why are you know, why is there such a gun problem with, you know, people getting shot in certain communities? Because that stuff is being put there. You know, guns are very heavily tracked and heavily, mm -hmm. um, you know, 
traced in this country. There's no way in the world a manufacturer, you know, someone like Glock is going to make, you know, a batch of guns without them being serialized. And the ATF knowing exactly what those are, you know, and tracking those and knowing where they're going. That's just impossible. It's impossible for them, a major, major manufacturer, to make firearms without the government knowing and for them to go to certain places. And I'm, I'm telling people that, you know, wake up and smell the coffee. How in the world can you get, you know, a, a batch of guns, you know, in a certain community without the government knowing? That's just not possible. It's just not possible whatsoever. And so and people just have to wake up and understand, you know, that you're being fooled and you're being tricked. There was a comment we had from 1054 mags loaded with ideas are much more of a threat to the power structure than lead ever could be. And I, when I hear people like you have credibility with, with the gun rights issue to say, it's not really about the guns. It's about the principles and the ideas. That's what inspires it. That, that warms my libertarian heart. Can you speak to that to, to wrap things up for us? No, I just, you know, I, I just hope that one day that, you know, we will realize, you know, what's happening around us and people will wake up um, and just don't fall for the, you know, the what the mainstream media is giving you because they're feeding, feeding you that same story. They're all sharing the same thing. Uh, one person will run the story. They'll repeat the story. You'll see the exact same thing run over about 20, 40 different networks, you know, the, the same thing. Just don't fall for that. You got to wake up, open your eyes and see between the lines of what's really going on and what's really happening. Um, I, I, you know, educate yourself, read a book, you know, don't, don't get caught up in that mainstream news of things. And that's kind of what we do here. Um, if you're ever in Texas, you're ever in Austin, come on down here and say hi to me. Because uh, uh, we're selling guns here. We're a gun store. I'm the owner of Central Texas Gunworks. I sell guns. We sell ammunition. You know, come on down and see us sometime. Austin, Texas, Lone Star State. Right like, I always, like I always like to say, <laughs> more guns equals less crime. So you go out there and you buy yourself a gun. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and I would point out for felons like me, at least carry some pepper spray and be ready. Michael, uh, thank you so much for reminding us of all these important principles. I mean, I'm I'm inspired. I love your attitude. And, uh, you know, just, yeah, I mean, if nothing else, we know that we can keep working, we can keep fighting, and we can keep inspiring people. Absolutely. Man, thank you, Adam. I really appreciate you. It was nice meeting you when you're here in Austin. You know, it's a small world. You know, you're, you're walking around, you run into someone, you're like, man, that guy looks really familiar to me, you know? <laughs> and then, bam, here we are. Interesting to think what may have kept us separated all these years. Hmm. Michael, <laughs> again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Thank you. No pun intended. All right, let's get back to some headlines. And now we're going to take some calls, though. Okay, we're going to do, we're going to do headlines while we're waiting for callers to call in. So Jim, our executive producer, is going to get a link to StreamYard in the comments, wherever it is you may be watching this. It is the same link I use to connect to the show. So you're going to get that link, and you have an option to turn on your mic and your camera. You can appear with uh with, with without you can uh without your your camera on you and i enthusiastically encourage those of you who uh haven't put yourselves together yet this morning still feel free to call in voice only uh, but especially to uh to my my twitter trolls 
uh, let's do this. Come on. Last last 24 hours, I've, I've had uh, a few people say they were going to join us uh, on, on, if we open this show up to calls. We wanted to, to debate COVID. Um, I mean, that was that was the main, you know, point of dispute. Uh, and, and just to, to sum it up, I mean, the the, uh, the COVID mythology uh, is one that I, I, I believe is like the 9-11 mythology. You know, when the 9-11 commission report came out, like you just you knew they were lying. just a matter of how much. Uh, but generally, I don't believe the COVID mythology because it's coming. I mean, we, we've seen contradictions. We've seen lies. We've seen corruption. We've seen pharmaceutical companies get government to protect them from liability, from hurting people with their vaccines. We've seen anti-science policy. We've seen science abused to bolster this false narrative. Uh, we've seen censorship of anybody who challenges it. That's enough to tell me this is a scam. This is a racket. There's no way that this is legitimate. Now, whether or not the virus is real. I mean, I, I believe it's real. That's a, that's a different question. I believe it's a threat. You know, how do we deal with that threat? Um, it's got to be honest, if nothing else. And it's not. The whole conversation around this right now is really just shamefully dishonest. And apparently, we got a caller backstage. So, caller number one, welcome to Adam versus the man. Who do we have, Jim? Do I have to do I have to vamp until they actually appear on stage? Sorry, um, no. Technically, they're backstage, but I, oh, there they go. Okay, they were reconnecting. Sorry oh. for the delay. All right, caller number one. Welcome to Adam versus the Man. Hello, can you hear me? I can. Go ahead, sir. Hey, what's up, Adam? How are you Excuse doing? Excuse me for presuming your gender from the sound of your voice. I'm great. How are you? Oh, my name. I'm. I'm. He. Him. He. They. <laughs> they works. I, either one. <clears throat> how, I, I, how are you I, doing I, this I morning? I, I do make a general, a genuine effort to not presume gender, just out, out of courtesy, regardless hey, of that, everything else. But uh, good you're, you're good for you. If, if, if that was a woman's voice, uh, I, I'd be suspect. So uh, uh, what's on your mind, Tyler? <laughs> well, I mean, oh, well, you had me on here. I guess the first thing I wanted to do was, hey, I'm sorry for being mean on Twitter. You know, Twitter <laughs> brings out the worst in people. I called you. Can I say, can I curse on here? Of course. Okay, I said like fuck. I called you a fucking idiot and stuff. That was me. That's just, but that's Twitter, you know. Now that we're having voice to voice, not like it's not gonna be like that, you know. You're an actual person in front of me, so it's different. <laughs> and I still invited you on the show, but I would point out, even on King Twitter, shit. I'm a real person, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> a lot of a lot of accounts are not, but true, you are or at least appear to be. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you never know. But you want you you wanted to you wanted to raise a critique, as I recall, of, <clears throat> of my analysis of the COVID mythology. So hit me. Um, I mean, I guess what. So our conversation was specifically about trusting data and trusting studies, and the issue you raised specifically was that you didn't trust government data and like government studies, right? That that was the yeah. main thing that you raised. Um, I mean, it's it not. I, I, this is, you know, and this is an important distinction. I, I'll, I'll take the chance to make here. Uh, you, know, government is saying so many things that it it makes sense for them to tell the truth 
99% of the time and then lie that critical 1% of the time when it matters. You know, when government says 40,000 Americans die on on uh, government roads every year, you know, I mean, I, I believe that when they say we're using drones to bomb innocent people in other countries. Well, yeah, I, I believe that. You know, when they say they're spending trillions of dollars on wasteful government programs, yeah, I believe that. But when they lie and say, oh, and we have the best interest of your health at mind and we're just and righteous and legitimate, and now we're telling the truth and now it's really important that you submit and obey, pretty sure that's when we have to be suspicious. And, and there's a lot of lies in that vein around the statistics. And I think just in broad strokes, the overcounting of the death toll from COVID and the underreporting of the vaccine side effects. Um, okay, so I guess the issue I have with that is that, so, I mean, I, I agree that the government can do a lot of horrendous things and they can lie to you, of course. I mean, I'm a, I, I mean, personally, I identify myself as um, a libertarian leftist or an anarcho-communist, libertarian okay. socialist. I don't like using the, the term socialist communist because people get a little freaked, freaked the fuck out when you use terms like that. But so, do, do you mind but like, if I sign off on that? Because I, I love talking to ANCOMs um, sure. and, and, and uh, people who have distinct, distinct strains uh, of, of anarchism, uh, because I think that my message on that can be very unifying. That if, if you're an anarcho-communist and you believe in the non-aggression principle as a libertarian, but you think that if we apply it, we're going to achieve uh, your, your vision of anarcho-communism, I would say, please, please, please drop the adjective. Let's all who believe in this ethical standard of voluntarism work together. Are, are you a voluntarist? Well, so I guess the issue I have with that, though, is that I think it, the, the, the communism part is very important because I think one of the the most if you if you want to maximize people's freedoms which is what i care about i care about maximizing freedom if you want to do that you got to get rid of capitalism guys i'm sorry capitalism it's not doing it it's not going to give us freedom. it's not going to get rid of higher well hold on, hold on a second now now here i have major issue with what you just said well yeah I, I figured you would. not and this is actually acknowledging that you may have a completely different definition of capitalism and that's fine but if you say we got to get rid of it if you're talking about what we have now is capitalism and we want to get rid of it, I completely fucking agree with you. And we're having a definitional argument, which is really dumb. Okay. Because well, I mean, I have a problem with, with capital ownership of the means of production. And I have a problem with, I mean, I don't have as big of a problem with markets. I, th I, I like market socialism. I think that that could be like a good step to getting us there, but markets are also pretty body? cringe. Do you, do you own yourself? Do you want to own your body and own yourself? Do you want a world where that is respected? Yeah, of course. That is the ultimate means of production. The individual human being, your mind, your brain, and without the freedom, that is... It, sure, it, but... It, it seems like this this what definition of the means of production, again, is something that has been taken by mainstream economic manipulators and propagandists to, to trick people into saying that this is, you know, illegitimate. Now, I, I completely agree with you in the sentiment, I, I, I might be assuming here, that the current concept of the means of production of corporations and factories is completely fucked up because it's corporatist. And that well, in a voluntary society, ownership of that would be much more distributed, but you don't have to give up the concept of ownership of the means of production because that's inherently tied to self-ownership. Well, so, I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess I would agree that, that like self-ownership plays a role in that, of course. Like, so the, the guy you had on before, he was talking about living in a self-sufficient way. 
that to me is totally in line with like left-wing values being able to live self-sufficiently and you're like you're creating things for yourself you're doing the labor you reap the full value of your labor that that is owning the means of production that's one way that someone could own the means of production but what i'm also talking about more broadly would be hey if you work for a factory that's also your fucking factory that that's worker ownership of the means of production for me i mean I, I, and, I get and, I, and I, oh, wait, I have to I say get, another thing. What I have to say another thing, please. I have to say another thing. I reject the idea that there's some like distinction between capitalism and like crony capitalism and corporatism. It's all part of the same thing. They all stem from the same fundamental issues with capitalism. I mean, because to me, it sounds like you are a capitalist. If you believe in self-ownership, you believe you get to keep the product of your labor. But that's not capitalism. But, you wait under capitalism. By definition, you don't keep the products of your labor. No. So if you, this is, yeah, so if what, you have is a, your, what is your definition of capitalism? Uh, my definition of capital, well, I, I kind of explained this. It would be generally a market-based system where capital owns the means of production. That's like a, just a very quick, like one sentence definition. But. So that's fine that you have that definition, but it's not the definition that I'm using. And it's not. Okay. Well, the, I don't, well we have to have the same definition and my definition right, is right. in line with so, academics. And Absolutely. And this is, this is a big part. Of, and so I want to point out that this is a big problem with how we, uh, how we are divided. I mean, if you're an anarchist and I'm, I'm a libertarian voluntarist, we really should be working together on a lot of issues. We should be working together to a voluntary society and then see, you know, whose preferences, you know, uh, have, have the most effect in the marketplace of ideas. Once we get rid of this idea of war and militarism and, and centralized coercion of government that, you know, violate self-ownership in some really obvious ways. But it sounds like you would be against taxing individual income. So the textbook um, definition. Well, I mean, while we have well, while we have a state, let me, Sorry, let, me bring just... back, let me bring it back, and then we'll we'll get, we'll get past this and get back to the statistics Fair. and COVID. But the dictionary definition of capitalism is is generally a lot closer to an economic system based on ownership of the means of production. And if you define means of production the way that the authorities want you to, they're going to say corporations, factories. When I think of what is what does means of production actually mean it's what creates value it's not it, it, those things are all secondary to individual self-ownership and if you have a system that respects that everything flows from that so in in a sense i i would say that by my definition you're a capitalist you just mm, no. believe that there needs to be some by my hey come on man my <laughs> definition and but this is the this is the, I'm, I'm actually looking at the dictionary, um, and and you know, if you look at uh, let's see, the first thing on Google, an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit rather than by the state. Pri see, you're talking, hey, you don't want the owners. state to control this. You want distributed worker ownership of that in what you describe as yeah. anarcho-communism. So, right? But I mean, the key word there is private ownership. If it's private ownership, then the ownership is done for the production of capital by a capital class. That's what private ownership means. How is that different from you as a self-sufficient worker growing food and keeping and eating because your that own food? food isn't, that food isn't capital. Why not? I because eat it you, and my means of production is sustained. Because I you're not using it to hire, to no, because you're not using it to hire out other people so that they can produce more capital for you to like extract profit. Oh, so I'm not allowed not to capital. feed a stranger who wanders onto my property That's who's going to work is. and help me tend my farm? 
Well, oh, well then that way, then, wait, if you're like, hold on, if you're like holding like a starving person, essentially like hostage for food or like to give them food in exchange for labor, that's, ooh, that's kind of coercive, is it not? Do I have to take you to Coconut Island, my friend? Oh, right. If I go to the <laughs> island and steal. No, so the, there isn't. I do have a solution to the Coconut Island challenge, uh, as is often raised by. Oh, yeah, wait, I'm actually curious. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, so the co so correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding of the Coconut Island challenge is that two people wash up on a desert island, and one of them collects all the coconuts and then demands that the other one work for the coconuts in order to eat. Right? Yeah, work. Yeah, work. Yeah, sure. Work. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, there's there are other examples of various forms <laughs> of exploitation based on "fuck you, all the food is mine." Right? Um, my answer to that really goes back to a simple concept of what is legitimate property ownership and and how do you own natural resources and the idea of the Lockean concept of homesteading where you have to mix natural or mix your labor with natural resources to really own them and you have to do it in an equitable access way because if you say i own this entire island or like a government says i own this entire territory your property rights claim is not legitimate in the first place well, so if, if somebody wants all the coconuts on their own Right. So if they want to be an asshole and hoard then and someone wants to say, hey, look, there's two of us on this island. We must have in order for this to be fair, we must have equitable access to natural resources. So you're taking of all the coconuts. I would challenge that as saying that's not a legitimate property rights claim under what I advocate. OK, no, I so um, I yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but the issue there is about coercion. So if you go up to the coconut guy and there's no food on the island and no, the issue if you is don't about do property rights. Well, the well, the 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 um the example, the coconut example, is specifically there for um the purpose of like understanding coercion. It, it's analogous to our system where if you don't work for, let's say, I, I don't know, McDonald's, but the then you starve to death. Just like how if you don't suck the guy's dick for coconuts, then you starve <laughs> to death. Yeah, a lot of a lot of you lefty types want to go to some weird dick sucking places. That's just that's just, on Bosch. That's just everything with Bosch is like. Okay. Let's get away from with him is like, Okay, let's say but, hypothetically we're having a threesome, and then like it's always <laughs> like that for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Bosch. Uh, I'll give him. He's got some intellectually entertaining streaks for sure. Uh, but no, I, I think you you make it a coercion issue, but it's premised on a false claim to property of all the coconuts you picked all the coconuts if you step back and examine it you did not have uh, a natural rights property claim to all the coconuts on the island because you had to engage with those natural resources in a way that allowed equitable access to everyone living in that particular area so i, I, mean, I that think just that sound, that just sounds like communism though i mean if you're going to take a super i mean if you're going to take a super hardcore capitalist stance on it then your belief would probably I mean, most most capitalists i would say would argue that since he took the time and effort and used the labor to uh, acquire those coconuts and those would be his coconuts and he can do whatever he pleases most people who call themselves capitalists are fucking morons and don't understand. I agree. Hey, hey, I agree. Principles. Like they're not, they got to get their capitalists because Fox News told them to be capitalists. No, 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 no. Keep your appeals to authority out of a uh, bullshit authority, especially out of here. Uh, no, but they, they, just because most people would say that that's, that's not a good argument against what I'm saying. Uh, so no, it's, it's, uh, I, I think a lot of people who identify as capitalists have never examined the issue of what is legitimate property and what is not. And I think it is absolutely critical to understanding 
capitalism, as, as I define it, as I would say, probably includes you by my definition. And, and again, I, I like how we're, we're kind of coming together. And, and I think we can you know, see that we have similar motivations, that we want a more just and a righteous world. And it's interesting to think that if you know, capitalism requires self-ownership and it requires the ability to own external property, and it requires the ability to claim that property from nature of, of, at some point of origin, whether it's you know minerals, mined or metals or whatever, or trees chopped down or fruit collected, whatever the case may be, then there is a premise to that that most people are missing, that which is the equitable access part. And this is really important. I love challenging right wingers and 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 fake capitalists, or, or I'll say superficial capitalists, right? Uh, victims of propaganda type capitalists. That if if I say, look, well, I I can own property, right? If it's unclaimed, I can go put up a fence around it. I can homestead it. Uh, I can mix my labor with the soil. And if no one else has to claim to that property, pretty much everyone on earth would recognize that an individual human being moving onto unclaimed land, building a home, using natural resources to support themselves and their families, they, 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 own, they own that, right? Base. Um, I just, the only thing, the only thing I'd have an issue with is that it would essentially be if someone came up to your land, hungry, starving, no, with no place to go, and then you decided to make them work for food and and uh, resources. As, as long as you don't turn it into some sort of private capital production scheme, then I, I don't have an I'm, issue with that. I, I'm, I'm even. I'll even go a step further in an appeal to lefties here and say that if someone steals from you, you should probably let it go. They probably like in most. If someone steals your food, you have a mm -hmm. right to force. Like because what if what if I have food that is somehow medically essential for me. And if I don't eat this food, I'm going to die, right? This I mean, I guess it just right depends. Here, right? Hypothetically, I, I should be able to kill someone trying to steal that food. But that's not the case 99.99% .99 of the time. And you should let that food go because they need it more and it's about maximizing value. But that doesn't mean that they have a right to steal it. Although, I, I'm again, I'm with, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, Edward Abbey and the monkey wrench gang and saying and pointing out, well, hey, fuck you and your illegitimate property rights claims to every major corporation and government in the world today. And if someone wants to come and sabotage that shit or steal that shit back for the people some way, you know, I'm 100 percent for it. But I want to go back to how I like to challenge the superficial capitalists on the concept of, of, of property ownership, because I'll say, OK, so I can put up a fence around 10 acres as I have in the mountains of Arizona, and you respect that. What if I put it up around 100 acres? What if I put it up I mean, around a million acres? What if I put a fence around 100 million acres, like the U.S. federal government said, fuck you, we own everything within this? That's not a legitimate property rights claim. But at what point does it become illegitimate? Guess what? Oh, that's a property really hard rights. question, actually. That's but actually no, a really not. difficult no, question. No, it's, it's not. It's a simple question. It's a, a simple answer with infinite ways it could go it's the, it's acknowledging the fact and this is what a lot of this this is the ultimate left right bridge here on economics because a lot of people on the right don't acknowledge the simple fact that property ownership is a social construct that happens by communal consent and True. that's really important i agree wait the i mean i hmm i'm trying to like I, I don't know. I agree. Based. I mean, like, 
I, I guess we don't. I, I maybe I came in with some assump some some uh, assumptions that uh, uh, I shouldn't have coming into this conversation. Uh, I mean, that's usually the case anytime you talk to anybody. But um, see, because when I came in here, I was expecting like total and Kapistan fucking McDonald's police kicking down your door. I mean, that's usually what you get when you talk to to I guess and caps. If I, you probably maybe don't want to use that word, but right. no, I I I'm I. I got most of my philosophical understanding from Rothbard's ethics of liberty. And so I think of ethics first, but uh, I think that the term ANCAP, most people who call themselves ANCAPs aren't really ANCAPs. They're voluntarists because anarchy and capitalism are two possible outcomes from applying voluntary ethics. And to me, it's the, it's the ethics that come first, self-ownership, the non-aggression principle. And it's, it's, uh it's like the two worst terms to describe what we're talking about anarchy and capitalism combined into one term guaranteed to piss off everyone rothbard was a terrible messenger great author great thinker uh but this is why he wasn't ever a successful politician right um sure do you want to talk about about like vaccines and covid yes. because i so think that might produce that. some more interesting content we've only got a couple <laughs> minutes so go ahead for sure well, I guess the issue, the main issue I had, I could pull up our, our conversation, I guess, but uh, the main, we don't even have to do that probably. The main reason I, or the main issue I had was that there are absolutely trusted sources that aren't government affiliated. They're just independent organizations. I mean, like a lot of them will they'll occasionally get grants from the government, but that's part other of it. Than that, I mean, like, that everyone that is challenged, okay, but then you have to demonstrate. You have to then demonstrate that what they say is incorrect, irrespective of like their connection to the government. If you can't do that, then I don't really care that they have connections to the government. Like, okay, okay. So here's my here's my demonstrations. Then, uh, when we looked at the statistics for COVID deaths when they were around five hundred thousand, or no, sorry, two hundred thousand in the United States, and the statistic came out that only six percent of those were caused exclusively uh, by COVID. Well, come on, we all know that well, that was being misused by people on the no, right. No, no, it we was. No, a lot of people, hold on. You're absolutely right. Give me a second here because a lot of people, oh, it's only 6%. No, 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 no. Of the other 94%, now you have to determine how many are legitimate and how many are primary or significant contributing causes of death. And I talked to Dr. Mary Ruert, who's a, a um, I forget her actual title, but she likes uh, but a, a medical statistical analyst. She's not, she's not, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, her doctorate is in, in uh, I apologize, but it, we, we broke all this down. She's, she's done the greater analysis on the data, and she's someone who I trust to question government appropriately because she has for decades and, and really uh, did a great book uh, exposing the FDA's manipulation of the pharmaceutical market and how she, she proved that it's responsible for tens of millions of deaths over the, the decades of its existence and has taken 10 years off the average American's lifespan by putting or unsafe drugs on the market and keeping safe drugs off the market. So I, mean, I would have to see a citation for this. I can't just oh, like, no, it's, oh, oh, come on. I, look at, no, look, like this, no, I'm sorry. Please, I can't just please, trust like what people say no, no, on this look stuff. Up, like, come look on. Up. The stats on this are great, but they're also kind of obviously squared with what we know about how the pharmaceutical approval and denial process works in the United States. Think about AIDS drugs. How many life-saving AIDS drugs if the FDA said, well, you're dying, fuck it, you can experiment with whatever you want. How many lives would have been what, saved? What this person's name said, again? Oh, you're dying, but 
but first we have to put this drug through a year of clinical trials and you can't experiment with it until we approve of it. So it's things like that. But what we did when we looked at that analysis of, of 200,000, uh, we knew that there were a certain number of false reports in there. And we don't know how many, but we know we, we can say that there's a range to it. And we know that there's a certain range of deaths where they died with COVID and not at all from COVID because 98% of cases were asymptomatic. And so it's- well, what, do you, what do you think about evidence that shows that COVID is underestimated? Because there's, there's studies that show that they're like at least 20% underestimated. Yeah, because there are people who are asymptomatic. I believe that's possible. Wait, but that's, that's COVID. Like, no, that's COVID deaths. Like more the mortality. Like oh, I'm, no, right now, uh, I'm looking at an no, NCBI study right now that we, says that we, it could be anywhere between like 30 and like 100 plus percent underestimated. Yeah, no, I've seen a lot more evidence like, and, and, and analyses going the other way. And by my judgment, that's a lot closer to the truth. And there's no incentive to say, to, to, to unscare people. There's a lot of incentive to scare people. And then the other thing is with the vaccine deaths, and this was something Mary Ruer pointed out, that when you look at VAERS, uh, traditionally, historically, uh, vaccine side effects are underreported by a factor of in between 10 and 100. So when they said it was 5,200, you know, we looked at that, and we looked at some of the broader reports of things that weren't being included in that. And, 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 it, and Mary also points out, because she has this intellectual, intellectual integrity, that she could be wrong in the other direction, that it could only be a multiple of five, maybe, because they're, they're uh, getting a lot of scrutiny. But we've also seen cases where parents have had children and there, there's there's a significant enough, you know, for me at least, body enough of anecdotal evidence that raises suspicion as to these numbers where we have seen reports. Because who has incentive to lie? Government has an incentive to lie. Big pharma has incentive to lie. For uh, politicians, I mean, have random content create random content creators and and doctors have incentives to lie too. I Not mean, so lie, wait, so can I? The reason why I'm, wait, can I, that, that gives me the credibility. Can I, wait, can I who speak? Do, who, so who doesn't have an incentive to lie? The mothers sure, wait, of the children so, who oh, died oh after God. getting vaccines and told their oh, doctors, yeah. did you, did you see please that on put Facebook? this in theirs, and they didn't did you see do that it. On Facebook. Oh, my key's gonna stick to my arm. No. So, okay. The issue I have is that actual deaths of people who have died after getting the vaccine, who have tried to get their children's deaths recorded as vaccine related and have been denied. Okay. So well, that's, then that's I need, I need citations and evidence because so I, okay. I, I, I get flashbacks because I have, I have an aunt who I love very much who sends me videos every single day from BitChute that are these like 55 minute long videos where the title is like, the vaccine is going to make 50% of our society infertile. And then you watch the video and it's this like person who claims to be a doctor on like the InfoWars channel. And they're yeah, like mulling yeah, over no, a so study guess, from 2005 yeah. that they can no, barely read because they're not there. actually so qualified. Think about it this shit. way. Come on, you're a smart dude who knows enough to be sus suspect of government. If government is building this narrative of bullshit and there's a counter narrative then the people who are maintaining the bullshit narrative have an incentive to infiltrate the community that wants to tell the truth with outlandish people. And I'm not saying Alex Jones is a government plant. I think he's controlled opposition. But they're <laughs> going to put crazy stories in there to discredit people like me who are just going, well, let's talk to Dr. Mary Ruer. Let's look at the statistics. Let's I, try well, to my point is that I just I don't know anything about this doctor, so I, I just can't speak to the validity of the sure. thing she claims. So I, I don't just know. I, I could look at I could look at that, her history and 
find out like all bunch of crazy shit that could discredit her. I don't I don't know. Yeah. And also in terms of statistics, there's another one that, that, that punctures the safety of the vaccine narrative is that in their clinical trials, and I've, I've actually gone and looked at the source data on this from the actual trials, women who are pregnant. I'm, I'm reminded by this comment from Healthy. Yeah, Disrespect I just read that YouTube. comment. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> There, so the comment is the comment is not good because it's 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 asking for anecdotal evidence. But I would point out that in the clinical trials, there was an increased rate of abort not abort excuse me not abortions uh, terminated pregnancies, um, unintentionally like terminated pregnancies. Yeah, from the uh, from the vaccine in the trial. I mean, what are what are and the recommendations for the vaccine? What are the recommendations for the vaccine? Because I, I think if you're pregnant, you probably no, shouldn't get vaccinated. How can you trust the narrative when they're censoring people who just question it? Because well, what do you mean? Who, who is censoring? Who is being and censored? And who, who is being censored? And who is who is it being sent? Who's who are they being censored by specifically in this case? No, I know you got banned, which is terrible. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad for that. But like, let's. Well, if we're talking about like in the scientific community, who is being censored by who and for oh, what? Oh, there are lots. Like of if doctors. we're if we're talking so my, about like scholarship, Doctor Mary Ruler was censored on YouTube. Anyway, brother, we're at time. Okay. I appreciate the conversation. We're, yeah, we're actually over time. This has been a lot of fun. I oh yeah, we should definitely do this guests. again. I'm, I'd love to do this again. It'll be really fun. All right, next Can time I, with video, sir. You Can I shill? Can I shill? Go for it, please. Okay, everybody, come check me out on Twitch, Noah Earthling. I'm Noah Earthling everywhere, fucking TikTok, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. I'm going to start doing this, like, way more. I've been really, like, slow on streaming just because I'm lazy and a stoner. So, yeah, you know. But uh, I had a really great time with this conversation. I hope to do this again. I'm going to turn you all into communists. <laughs> yeah, right. You mean we're gonna you're gonna redefine capitalism as communism, and I'm gonna say yes, I'm a communist because yeah, sure by your definition. All right, okay. all right, whatever, whatever lets you sleep at night. All right, all right I thank love you, you, sir. With that, love you too, brother. All right, get producer Jim up here for the producer notes to take us home. What's going on? I hope you enjoyed the show, everybody. We uh, have had another caller backstage, but we are over time, so it was Chris Gannon. We're gonna have to have him call in another time, like tomorrow or something. And hold, on, hold on, at, at 3 o'clock Pacific, uh, or 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight, um, I will be joining Chris Gannon with the Hartford County Libertarian Party. Uh, so we'll, we'll get the chance to have this uh, conversation. But Chris, I, I mean, I like this. If we can have conversations like this every day, this is a fun way to end the show. I'll get better at managing the time and ending on time for everybody. Uh, but if you like that, you know, let me know, put it in the comments. Joey's still watching. We'll come to Joey in a second. Last chance. We're just going to do a couple minutes here over time. Last chance to get your comment contest entries into win membership in the producers club. Are they spying on you and why or why not? Wrong answers only. Perfect. All right, let me run through the promos. T.me forward slash Adam versus Man is where you can find all of the many links we didn't make it to today. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Man is how you can support the show. $10 a month to get you access to the Private Producers Club. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is the handle. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com. All of your donations are tax deductible. The Crypto6.com. Mr. Nobody waits for you to write him a letter sitting in a cage. And GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is a do-it-yourself website for solar power, micro wind power, and everything else. Love you all. Have a great day. All right, Joey Lee. Doing a great job co-hosting today, dear. <laughs> not a lot of, not, not of co-hosting, but great job. A lot of fun with the comments.
Okay, it's okay. Wasn't planning on it, so this works. This works great. And it's it's getting pretty hot in here. I had to I had to pop the uh, the old van doors open, but not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. It's kind of loud too. <laughs> oh, comment contest. Um, I like the most recent one that just put up. If my computer will show it, what's going on? Uh, okay, I'll read it. It's from Whoosh WTF Comment Contest. The government is spying on me because I never skip leg day. Same here. Leg day was and yesterday. I am leaving to do leg day today. <laughs> friends don't let friends skip leg day. All right, Joey, thank you very much. Uh, any final thoughts? Nope. All right. No, well, my, com yeah. my computer doesn't want me to have final thoughts, but uh, peace and love, smoke joints, not judgment. We're all into it. I can't even say Past it. Past joint. joints, not judgment. <laughs> We're all in this smoking. together. I need to go smoke yeah. some joints. Love y'all. All right. Thank you, dear. Well, peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other.